Hey folks, it's been a while since Transmissions from Another Earth has recorded an episode, and I wanted to be honest with you guys about the future of the show. It's probably not going to look the same moving forward, but that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I wanted to refocus on telling trans-specific stories and talking about some important characters from my childhood. If you're trans, I reckon some of them might be important to you too. However, because I grew up in an era where trans representation was a little more complicated than it is now, sometimes that means the show might include fun stuff, and other times, like this particular episode, it might end up including some less-than-stellar language or a strong relation to topical politics. So, this particular minisode is about poison. And no, I'm not talking about the band, though, funny enough, that is where her name comes from. I'm talking about a very specific trans woman, one of the first to ever appear in a video game. So... Let's go for another joyride in the SRS Morrison and dive through space and time to visit the far-off land of 1989, Metro City, where the mayor is a shirtless hunk of meat and a hunk of dirty floor meat is actually considered part of a balanced breakfast. Let's start this party with a bang! I am Diana Themyscira. This looks like a job for Superman. Now you face doom. Lightning attack! I hate pop no one's head off since Lobo! You are helpless against my power, X-Men! Let's go, bub. Poison was created in 1989 for the classic Capcom beat-em-up, Final Fight. But everyone that's spent any significant time on the internet in the past 20 years is probably aware of at least one thing about her. That pink-haired dominatrix in red heels? The one with the handcuffs? She definitely has a dick. Or maybe she doesn't? It was a translation error. It's just people grasping at straws for representation. The Street Fighter guy can't make that decision. She's not even his character. Needless to say, it's a contentious topic. One that, once again, girls like us get stuck in the middle of, whether we like it or not. Now, according to apocryphal tales, Poison and her palette swap character Roxy were originally written to be a pair of female thugs cool rocker chicks with punk energy named after a pair of hair metal bands, which admittedly is about the least punk thing I can imagine. But when concerns were raised that American players might feel bad about beating up girls, or that feminist groups in America could sue over the violence being directed at women, the simple solution developers came to was to claim that both characters were just transgender in the manual and game materials, and then call it a day. It's interesting to note that despite this, Poison and Roxy were still both replaced by a pair of admittedly effeminate male thugs named Billy and Sid when the game was ported to the SNES in 1991. 
But Poison and Roxy were still shown in concept art and referred to as new halves, a derogatory Japanese slang term that roughly equates to the word shemale. In the publication All About Capcom, commentary on Poison's ending and sequel Final Fight Revenge suggested that she had gotten sex reassignment surgery. And in the version of Final Fight present in 2005's Capcom Classics collection, Poison's transgender status is acknowledged, though also a bit muddled as writers seemingly confused it with her being a transvestite something that her now-suddenly-cis-female clone Roxy takes umbrage with. Discussions about Poison's gender aren't just contained within the games, and it seems to get addressed in interviews with former and current Capcom employees and on social media every few years when the conversation gets dragged back up. Everyone, involved or otherwise, seems to have an opinion on what one might find inside Poison's pretty cute Daisy Dukes. Final Fight designer Akira Nishitani suggested that he supposed the character could be male, but added that it was really up to the viewer to decide. Whereas Street Fighter IV producer Yoshinori Ono stated that, more directly in an interview in the late aughts, let's set the record straight. In North America, Poison is officially post-op transgender but in Japan, she simply tucks away her business to look female. But he would later emphasize when asked about what female characters might get added to the game that it would be too confusing to include poison due to the region-specific gender, at which point he then changed his mind again, declaring that she's definitely post-op in all regions for better ease of localization and consistency with past official statements before finally deciding that it's best to leave it up to the fans, after all. Poison has been included in a truly stunning number of Capcom properties. From her inception in Final Fight, she made the jump to Street Fighter along series protagonists Guy and Cody, and she even made it into the ill-received crossover game Street Fighter X Tekken, where characters were shown taunting her with win quotes like, Your looks can be really deceiving. I'll be careful not to fall into your trap. And you're not very ladylike at all. I felt like I was fighting a guy. American LGBT activists wrote to Capcom before the release of the game, asking that the dialogue be changed on grounds that it was incredibly offensive to trans individuals, which Capcom fortunately acquiesced to, leaving only a couple of notable references to Poison's ambiguous gender in the final release including one quote when she fights herself, where she attempts to recall lyrics to a song saying, the something or another in the mirror, an obvious reference to Michael Jackson's man in the mirror. For me in my early 30s, and I assume many dolls my age, the narrative around Poison's creation strikes a chord, but it's not necessarily a pleasant one. She's a character who has had to fight for her identity at every turn and at every iteration of self. Every man with any amount of sway over her story has an opinion about her genitals, how attractive she is, and a suite of shitty quips about how they could clock her from a mile away. Despite this, Poison is still staggeringly popular, and somehow she hasn't really left the fighting game community zeitgeist since her creation. 
She's even escaped into pop culture at large, where she's frequently featured in internet memes both delightful and dreadful. But I think it's interesting what we as trans women, and queer people as a whole, are willing to put up with in order to see ourselves in media. Poison was my main character of choice in both Street Fighter 4 and 5, and I even have a 12-inch statue of her sitting on the shelf behind me. I am incredibly fond of our pink-haired, whip-wielding, tranny godmother, but this has kind of made me think, don't we deserve better? Don't we deserve to see ourselves without having to grit our teeth or force a smile or put up with some asshole's shitty jokes? I remember seeing that story about Poison's Inception somewhere during my incredibly long year of RLE, when I was struggling through a life of being misgendered and threatened with physical violence, and I thought how prescient it was of them, and how funny it was that my being transgender somehow made people think that it was okay to hurt me too. So yeah, no shit we deserve better. We deserve to live in a world where assholes don't spend so much goddamn time fixated on our genitals. And I know that I actually don't need to ask you rhetorical questions to prompt that line of thought. I know that we deserve better. You know that we deserve better. Texas deserves better. Nebraska deserves better. Florida deserves better. And so does every trans woman in every state currently perched on the cusp of passing fucked-up anti-trans legislation that's going to make our lives harder than they already are. I was already roughly familiar with this story when I sat down to write this, but the more I learned, the more it felt insidious. Poison is obviously a fictional character, but the way people talk about her definitely isn't. Nearly Every trans woman in the age of the internet can relate to this story. So why is it that so many people are okay with us when we exist as some exotic thing to look at, or to laugh at? But the moment we demand more, demand respect, protections, recognition as our gender, we're suddenly just a matter of personal interpretation. On July 10th, 2014, Developer Akira Nishitani clarified in a discussion on Twitter about Final Fight that, in his personal view, Poison is a woman. Which makes me ask, was that ever even a fucking question? Thank you for listening, but as this Transmissions from Another Earth minisode comes to an end, I am once again forced to return to Earth 1312, where life is, unfortunately, a lot like a 1v10 in Final Fight. Fortunately for us, though, we have a Patreon, which can be found at patreon.com backslash totally trans, where if you back us at $3 or more per month, you gain access to our totally trans bonus content. And if you back us at $2 or more, you gain access to all of our episodes one week early. With $5 per month, you gain access to our newly revamped Discord server where you can join in on the conversation and be a part of the totally trans podcast community. Transmissions from Another Earth is a Totally Trans Podcast Network production, so please subscribe to Totally Trans wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And like and rate our episodes. 
because we live in a nightmare world filled with hair metal-themed thugs that wish to beat us to death with pipes, and the only thing that'll save us is your contribution to our podcast's viewer metric. This Transmissions from Another Earth minisode was hosted, written, and edited by me, Jacqueline Clyde, who can be found on Twitter at where underscore wife. And our closing theme is called Inspiring 8-Bit by Phil Dillo that we found on Pixabay and that I love and am getting great mileage out of. So thanks, Phil. And until next time, transmission over.